Well, good morning. It's a good day to be in the house. I want to just thank Daniel and Rebecca Thomas for the awesome biscuits and gravy out front. Uh, they will be out there, I believe, uh, after the gathering, if you didn't get a chance to stop by. If you're joining us on live stream this morning, glad that you're joining us uh, this morning. It's a good day uh, to honor, to worship, and to acknowledge this King and this Lord. Uh, quickly, uh, in a couple of weeks, we, are be- we will be celebrating Independence Day. It's uh, July 4th is coming up, and the third is the Sunday before that, and we are going to have our annual family experience here. Uh, and I'm very excited about the kids that have been working on it. Some of you have been involved with it. We will only have one gathering that day, okay? So there will be no evening gathering on the third. Uh, is it the third? Am I getting that date correct? Okay, the third, yeah. So on the third, there will be no evening gathering, but we will have the family experience at 1030. Uh, you will not want to miss it. It's going to be a real, a real treat. And so you can plan, you can plan for that. Today, we're going to continue our series Anchored in Truth. Did you guys receive from Vonda last week? Vonda has another word for us this morning. Would you welcome Vonda Coble? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. How's everybody doing? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, that's good. Um, how's everybody doing? Okay, you guys have to know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty chipper. And so when people ask me, how you doing? I'm like, I'm great. So that's my expectation for you. Sorry. How's everybody doing? Wonderful, wonderful. If you are a father in the house today, would you do me a favor and stand up? Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. There it is. There it is. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. We appreciate you. As women, we appreciate leaders. We appreciate the father because... Um, it's all on y'all. <laughs> I to tell you, you know, but it's, it's in Genesis. You guys know how I like the word, you know, nothing changed until he ate the fruit. I mean, I'm just saying. So we pray for you. We're grateful for you. We pray for you. Okay. So I hope you guys brought your word today. Yeah. Yeah. You brought your word. All right. I want to do, if I can, a, a small shout out. I'm going to look right at the camera and uh, say shout out to Melvin Henry Miller Sr., my father. I absolutely love this man. He is a pastor and he loves people, but he loves his children. And in 2015, he said to me, Vonda, if you will be obedient to the Lord, you will be amazed at the places that he will take you. So I say, daddy, mwah, thank you so very much. Let's stand you all. We're going to get into the word. I hope we brought the word. We're going to be anchored in truth. We're going to continue to be anchored in truth. We're reading today from Romans 8, 1 through, you all know me, 16. Okay, you ready? You ready? Everybody good and ready? Okay, we're going to be reading a while. And I actually am in control of this. So pray for me really quickly. Just pray for me because I don't really know how this is going to go, but we're going to do it together. Is that okay? All right, are we ready to read? And don't forget, we like to read with expression. Yes? Yes. Excellent. Here we go. Therefore, there is... Is it up? Okay, it's not up. That's right. Listen, I said pray for me. Okay. 
That's right. Here we go. I think I got it. Are we good now? Let's roll. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering, and so he condemned sin in the flesh. In order might be fully met in us, we do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance to the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, The Spirit gives life because of righteousness. Oh. Almost finished. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if The spirit rather the spirit himself testifies oh God thank you so much for your word Thank you so much for your word, for it is power, it is life. We just ask that you continue to be with us this morning because you have been so with us this morning. Thank you so much for your spirit. Thank you, God, for Jesus. We thank you for your leadership as our Father. We bless you. We honor you, dear Heavenly Father. Open up our eyes to hear. Open up our ears 
eyes to see God, what it is you have for us to see. Open up our ears to hear what it is that you have to speak to each and every one of us. And God, open up our hearts so that we might be yielded to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I am so glad that you guys love me because I am just a regular good old human being, okay? Which means I have flaws and all kinds of mess ups. I know you guys are like, you're where you're on the stage. You should know what the common denominator is. Okay, those of you who laugh, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who don't, just stick with me. <laughs> You'll see that Vonda's just a regular human being. All right, let's do a little bit of review. You know I'm a teacher at heart. Is everybody good? We ready to review? Excellent. Let's review. The first part of our series was acknowledging your reality and applying God's word to it. Yes, we remember that? Okay, so we recognize reality is the truth in our lives, but we have to apply God's word to it, yeah? Then if you, what? In John 8, 31, if you, good to my teachings, you are really my disciples, right? What else? Then, good, good, that's a good word. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Very good. Last week we talked about who is your father, right? Remember that? Okay. Then we talked about God is the ultimate what? Father. Good. He is the created or the creator? Good. He's the creator. We all know that. He created who? He did create us, but who did he create before us? Very good. He created angels. And there was one particular angel. Angel, We call him what? Satan. Satan, Lucifer, devil, morning star, whichever you choose. And he decided to do what? He decided to rebel. He thought that it would be better for him to be God, to be like God, right? And so with that information, God knew that was not going to work. And so he got booted out got booted out, and then he went to what? Earth. Very good. And then God created the earth and, and did all these wonderful things for us, and then he created us, yeah? And how did he create us? What was that word I'm looking for? It starts with a D. He, he did create us from dust. You're absolutely correct. From dirt. You're right. But he created us dependent right? He created us dependent for a reason. He wants us to be dependent because the second we are independent, then we become like another father, right? Okay. Very good. All right. We've got some, some um, reading that we're going to do. All right. And what I'd like to do today is talk with you all and just kind of share with you what God has shared with me. We have to choose our Father. We know that. We remember that from last week, right? We have the opportunity to choose. We were created dependent, but we have the opportunity to choose which Father. And one of the fathers likes to deceive us. So, it, you know, it looks so great. Everything looks wonderful. It seems wonderful. It seems great. This is going to work out. And then, boom, we find out it doesn't, but we get to choose. So, we all know that we need to choose the Lord Jesus Christ into our heart, right? 
we need to come to a point, and each and every one of us come to that point because we were born into sin where we have to be born again. Yeah? Okay? And if that is not you at this moment, um, I would definitely invite Jesus or invite you to invite Jesus into your heart because there's, you're not really going to be successful without him, especially since he's your creator and he created you to have him. You're going to have a hole in your life pretty much. But what I want to talk to you today is how do we continue to choose Abba Father? How do we continue to choose that? So I got three points that I want us to look at today, if that's okay with you. You good? All right. Point number one is you need to remember who you are in Christ. You got to remember that. And this is just not like monthly, yearly. This is something that needs to happen daily. We're going to look at Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. Okay. Will you all read with me, please? Are you good to read today? Yeah, wonderful. Let's read together. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, he might show his incomparable riches of his grace impressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is God's grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not for yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's created in Christ Jesus to do works which are prepared in advance for us to do. Do you guys hear those couple of words? I'm going to go back a little bit. Let's see how this works. Very good. Very good. Oh, you're doing good, Vonda. All right. I think I went too far. I'm going to go back. Look at there. Look at a little remote control. Not by works so that no one can boast. Who's that sound a little bit like? Talk to me. Who's that sound like? It sounds like Satan. Exactly. Now, listen, you all, I like to do things well. I do. Okay. I am a bit of a perfectionist, but not all the time, especially not with my words, but in other ways. I like things to be me. But I have to have God because what will happen is I'll begin to boast. Yeah, I did that. Did y'all see that? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And before I know it, I feel like, oh, I can do this. I can do this all by myself, but I cannot. And that's one of the ways that we are deceived. Then it says, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Do you guys know that you have a purpose that God created for you? specifically for you, not anybody else. And it was done in advance before we even were on earth individually, each and every one of us, he had something for us to do. But what happens is the enemy knows that if he deceives us, he's pulling us away from our advanced what? 
purpose. And then in the meantime, of course, things don't go well for us, which that's a part of his plan, okay? Point number one, we need to remember who we are in who? In Christ. And that is we are saved by grace, not by our works, not by what we do. We're saved by grace. Point one, one more time. Okay, this side is awake with me. I don't really know what's going on over here. Point one is what? Okay, y'all didn't know that y'all came to work today. I'm so sorry. That's what we're doing. Point two, we must depend on God's provision. We have to depend on God. We've kind of established that, yeah? We're going to read now from James 4. Can you turn in your Bibles to James 4? Even though I have it up here, uh, just so y'all know, I have this up here for the people online, not for y'all. Okay, get your word, get your little cell phones out, let's work, okay? We came today to work. James 4, we're going to read 1 through 8. 8. We ready? Yes? No? Maybe so? We good? Here we go. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't you come from your... Okay, I'm so sorry. I read that completely wrong. It says, don't they come from your desires that battle within you? There we go. You desire, but do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Ooh, ouch. Okay, that's real small for me, so I need y'all to read real loud. Ready? Here we go. Yes, he does. Let me just say, you are an excellent reader. I just need to give you the microphone. He, you're doing such a great job reading with expression. I'm so sorry. That's the teacher in me. I needed to say what a great job you were doing. Please forgive me. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give him a hand. You're doing such a great job. I appreciate it. All right. God gives us greater grace, okay? I have um, a story to tell you all. Um, <laughs> this story is another story that the Lord said, yes, Vonda, I need you to share that. Doesn't make me look very good um, at, <laughs> at the end of the day. But hey, what can I say? My life is a testimony, okay? So, here you go. There was a situation um, about a couple of years ago, and um, there was a young lady that was close to the family, and this young lady had influence on my daughter. My daughter at the time was in her early 20s, okay? And um, I can be a bit of a mother bear, I can. Um, 
when it happens, it happens, and um, I need Jesus to help me. And he does, and this is a situation where he helped me, okay? She, uh, this young lady was wanting something, and at the time, I was, um, just to be completely honest with you, was walking in some unforgiveness. There it is, okay? I was walking in some unforgiveness, and I was in a place where I wanted to be right. Does that, anybody? I'm the only person that goes through stuff like, thank you, Jessica, thank you. <sighs> Jessica and I are the only people who go through that, but that's fine. I was in a position where I wanted to be uh, validated. I wanted to be proven that I was right because there was a situation where others were thinking that this particular person wasn't doing this and, oh no, she's this, she's that. And I'm going, uh, 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 okay. That shows you my immaturity when I did, uh, uh, but anyway. So this particular lady was getting in touch with my daughter and my daughter didn't know what to do. I was at good old Aldi's grocery shopping. So my daughter didn't know how to respond to her. So she called me and told me what was happening. Okay. So I was in a situation that was difficult because one part of me wanted to continue to walk in the unforgiveness. And I did a little bit. Well, you'll hear about that. But the other part of me was needing to show my daughter how to do something the Christ way, pretty much. Okay without flesh, but in the spirit. And so what happened was she's calling me and she's saying, mom, mom, she's saying this, she's saying this. What do I say? Now, the first thing I'm, you know, I'm like, uh, uh, what? I'm sorry, what? She's doing what? But I just said, it's okay. All right, Jay, this is what you need to do. Reply this. Da, 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 da. Okay. That lets you know how pleasant it was. Okay. Did you feel that? Okay. So it was pleasant. No big deal. Bye, Jay. Move on. Continue down aisle two. You know, the yard sale aisle. So, um, so I'm still at the store. She calls me back. Hey, mom, she said da-da-da-da-da. What? <sighs> it's okay, Jay. Just reply da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. See how pleasant it is? Okay. So she does that. Then she says, uh-oh, mom. She said something about you. Okay. Uh, oh. And what she did was she copied the text and sent it to me. Right? So I had documentation. So I said, okay, all right. Okay, all right, Jay, reply, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, okay? She did. It worked. They had a wonderful rest of the texting conversation. It was wonderful. Wonderful. But Vonda <laughs> was like, oh, no, pretty girl, it ain't going down like this. I got documentation. So the first thing I did was I got my little self in the car and I called my best friend and I said, look here, let me tell you what went down. So I told her everything that went down and I was ready because I was expecting her to say, let's roll up on her. I was ready. I was taking my phone. I was going to her house. I was ringing the doorbell and I was just going to do this. <laughs> it was all in my mind what I was going to do. 
And my best friend said, ooh, 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 Vonda, whoa, whoa. I think you need to pray. Pray? I don't need to pray. I'm good. I got this. I got this. They've been saying this. They've been saying that. I have evidence. Oh, no. I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Uh, Vonda, what are you going to do when you get there? Nothing. I'm just going to show her the phone. We're going to see what happens when it comes. You know, I'm just going to let whatever fall. Now, technically, I've never been in a fight in my life. Um, I knocked glasses off of my sister when I was in my early 20s, and she kind of attacked me, so I don't think that was a fight. Um, so I really don't know what I was going to do, but I was angry. And I was ready to be vindicated because I had evidence, right? Vindicated. Which is probably even worse. I wanted to be vindicated. Ooh-wee. So she said, Vonda, I really think you need to pray. Well, I realized quickly, she ain't the one I need to talk to. No worries. Okay, girl, I'll talk to you later. So I went to my husband. And I told my husband what went down. And I thought he was on my side. And then he flipped the script. And I was like, what? Then he had to tell me about myself in a situation? <laughs> I said, Jesus, in order for me to keep my marriage, I need to stop talking to him right now. <laughs> so I went up to my room. And I cried. And I told God, this is not fair. This is not right. Da 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 da. Y'all just let her do did it 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 did And I can't do nothing. I gotta just sit here. I told them not to put my child in the middle, but they put my child in the middle. They did it to the wrong child. I can do nothing, God. Complete quiet. So I just went to sleep and cried. And I woke up the next day. In the morning, when I wake up, what I usually do is I just go straight downstairs, get some tea, start making my lunch or whatever, and I put on worship, worship music, and then I go straight into the Word. It's very quiet. It's a good time for me to be with the Lord. And as I was in the kitchen, y'all, I was worn out. My body was sore. I was tired. And I said, God, I feel like I've been in a fight and I lost. You know, it's one thing to be in a fight. Remember, I've never been in a fight. But to be in a fight and you won. Like, yeah, look at him. He has two black eyes. You know, like, yeah, I did that. I don't know. I've never been in a fight. I guess that's how it is. I don't know. Yeah? Is that how it is? Yes. Justin, <laughs> check. That's how it is. Thank you. But I felt like I lost. And just as plain as I'm talking to you, the Lord said, you were in a fight and you did lose. It was your flesh that lost, but your spirit won. He said, Vonda, yesterday you became more like my son than yourself. And I thought, God, thank you. You see, my friend was a good friend because she was leading me the right way. You need to pray. She knew the second I prayed, 
something was going to shift. My husband, he knew the best thing for Vonda was there to be a mirror. You know, sometimes you start talking to people and telling people stuff and they start getting right there with you. Yes, you were right. You were this and you just give them a mirror. (laughs) Let's, Let's see your part of the equation. Let's see what you actually did. Then it was up to me to choose. Wasn't easy. Didn't feel good. The young lady is still in my life today, and we actually have a wonderful relationship. Unless she watches this and figures it out, it was her. She don't even know. Do you know sometimes people don't even have to know? You're the one who needs to do something about it. And a couple of months later, the Lord said, Vonda, delete the text. That was the final part of the forgiveness that needed to happen because then I was letting go of the documentation that I had to vindicate myself because I didn't need to vindicate myself. I needed to show Jesus, right? Do you guys know what's point number two? We must depend on his provision. God's grace looks a a lot differently than what we think his grace looks like. His grace is him knocking down lies. That's God's grace. It's his assistance to you. Putting a light in a dark place. Do you guys know when it's really dark and then light comes, you know, it's just like, oh my goodness gracious, turn the light off. It it doesn't actually feel very good if it's been dark for a while, right? So sometimes you're like, sometimes people even say, turn the light back off. Has that ever happened? It's been dark, you're trying to sleep and somebody turns on the light, turn off that light. Do you know that's what we do in our spiritual lives? Turn that light off. Everybody trying to hear all that? I ain't trying to read the Bible. Do you know we do that? Sometimes it hurts when the lights come on, but his grace, that's God's grace because he does not want you to stay in the state that you are in. He's drawing you to him. Point number three is resist the devil. What was point number one? I'm sorry. I was hearing a lot of things, so I need you to come a little bit louder. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Know who you are in Christ. Know who you are. Point number two, what do you have to depend on? His provision, his grace. You cannot do this on your own. Number three, resist the devil. The scripture said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will do what? Draw near to you. Okay, um, people in the back, I no longer see my time. That it may not be a good thing. I can't see my time, like how much I have left. I'm good. What does that mean? I got 10 minutes, five? <laughs> okay. What time are we supposed to leave? I don't know. 
All right, 12 o'clock. Okay, cool. All right. Okay, well, I have something special for you, but before we go into that, I want to know, I want to know how much word you know. We ready? Pastor, you cannot speak. Pastor Ronnie, Pastor O'Day, you cannot speak. You can't say anything, okay? It's just the rest of us, the good old folks. We good? Okay, who remembers when Jesus was actually led into the desert? Anybody remember that? All right, good. We ready to talk the story out? Okay, we're going to do it together. When Jesus was led by the Spirit to go into the wilderness, he was tempted by who? Devil. Lucifer, morning star, whatever you want to call him. We like devil, okay? What was the first thing the devil tempted God with? Okay, good old food. Now, why in the world would good old food make a difference? He was hungry. He was hungry. He was lacking it. Did you get that? Sometimes when you're lacking things, that's what the enemy is going to tempt you with. Right? So when you see, to us it's like bread. Don't nobody want no bread? Now give me some pizza. You might have a struggle. But I nobody care about no bread. He was starving. He was starving in the flesh. And when the enemy tempted him, what did Jesus do? He quoted scripture. He used the word, what we're supposed to hold on to, yeah? Then the enemy tempted him again. What did he tempt him with? Thank you. Come on now. Okay, y'all may not have heard that. Hold just a second. I'm getting it right there. I'm getting it. That's what I'm talking about. Said just jump off. Angels will come. You know, if you say who you say you are, you're this God, then jump on off. Jump off the ledge. I'm right now thinking, jump, Fonda, just for, you know, but I'm going, that would be crazy for me to do that. Y'all know I try to stay low for a purpose, right? So Jesus quoted scripture, and then Satan quoted scripture. Huh, interesting. Isn't that interesting? So not only do you have to know scripture, but you also have to know the motive behind scripture because the enemy will come right back at you because he wants to deceive you. Yeah. Then they continued on and then the enemy tempted with what? Come on. One more. Power. Good old power, which is so interesting because it's like enemy. That's what made you fall. Who's to say it's going to make us fall? But he's just going to try anyway, isn't he? Yeah? And then after it was completely over, it said the enemy what? Left. He left. The enemy left. Right? So in the story that I gave, my desires came up. I wanted to vindicate myself. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. This is why you should engage the people, okay? This is why you should engage them. They come up with things that are better than what you have. Vindicated me. I wanted, my desire was to be known that I was right. Was that even important? It wasn't. But the problem was there was something deeper and it was hurt. I was hurt. And because I was not forgiving, it put me in a very difficult spot. But because 
I yielded myself and submitted myself to the Lord. Now, you all may say, you submitted yourself. You just went to bed crying. <laughs> well, that was submitting for Vonda. At that time, I surrendered, okay? That was the white flag. But I put it in his hands and I didn't take over. Now, look, my mind wanted to. I even had it envisioned of what I was going to do. And the Lord said, no, Vonda, this is not who you are. I can help you, but this is not how we're going to do this. So I have a little treat for you today, okay? And in this treat, I thought to myself, I wanted you to see something visual because we do a whole lot of things. We do a whole lot of things in ourselves, yeah? But unless you're doing it with God's leading, it means nothing. So I have a scene one and I have a scene two, okay? Kill the lights for me. We're going to do a scene one. Scene one. Did you enjoy scene one? Scene two, did you enjoy scene two? Oh yeah, here's the thing. You all, we live so much of our life in scene one. Now he was dancing, okay? I don't know if you heard, he was moving, his muscles, everything was going and everything was happening in the flesh. We, even though our hearts are wicked, the Bible says, y'all, we try to do good things all the time. We do. We, I, I have to say, humans, humans, you do such a good job trying to be good. You really do. The problem is the motive that comes from. The problem is it is all focused on you. The problem is it is all about you. The issue is we are the ones trying to run it. It doesn't do anything. And the other problem is that dark world, y'all, we live in it. Do you know that? Do you know that we live in a dark world? I mean, I don't know if you're noticing it, but we live in a dark world and you're doing all of this stuff. And can nobody see you? Don't nobody see your light? Because you look too much like the world. Because you're the one who's making all of the decisions. You're the one who's making all of the choices because it's all about you. It's all about you trying to be vindicated. But when you let the light of Jesus shine through you, I have a wonderful relationship with that young lady today. I'm able to minister to her. We spend time together and I look forward to being with her. But it was me who had the issue. It was me who needed to forgive. It was me who needed to be like Jesus. And when I finally deleted it, the Lord was already telling me, you should be praying for her instead of being vindicated because the world is dark and they're looking for light. They're looking for us. But if you don't turn your lights on, you look no different than anybody else. God has a purpose for you, an advanced purpose that he has already put into place. 
and you get to choose. Now you can work like scene one or you can work like scene two. It's up to you. Who is your father? Worship team, you can come out. I truly appreciate you all. I think I'm gonna let you move this if that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you all. I am so honored to be here in your presence to have an opportunity to share what God is placing on my heart. As they're preparing and getting everything together, there are going to be staff here that will be ready to minister to you. If you do not know Jesus as your personal savior, I'm here to tell you, you're working, but it's in the dark. You're trying to be good. And, and in the end, unless you've received Jesus as your personal savior, I, I'm just going to say dot, dot, dot. But for those of us who have asked the Lord into our hearts, you still have to choose your father every single day. You have to choose. You have to recognize who you are. You have to depend on God and you have to resist the enemy. Surrender is what we really have to do. We have to surrender our desires and what we want because of what we think is best for us and our Vonda world, which does not exist. You get to choose. Let's choose Jesus so that the world has something that they can see. They can have some type of hope. because God doesn't want any of us to perish. He loves us enough. His grace is greater.